Hi, I'm Alan Foster and this is the Printism Glasgow Business Chat Podcast. We'll be speaking with local business people and finding out more about their companies and more importantly, about them. Welcome to the latest edition of the Printism uh, Glasgow Business Chat Podcast and today I'd like to welcome Brian Canavan from Brian Canavan Coaching. Hi, Alan. Delighted to be here. Thank you for, for joining me. And uh, so just to get us up and running, Brian, if you wouldn't mind telling us a bit about yourself and your business, please. Um, I'm now a life coach uh, working with people uh, around the world. Um, but people in, in Glasgow might have remembered me still as a marketing guy. I started out when I was first self-employed as a, a marketing consultant back in 2008, 2009. And it wasn't until 2015 I made the full switch over to uh, coaching full-time. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, um, you know, you were a marketing guy, so you've really had a total career change. Yeah. Um, I had been doing the, the marketing uh, and eventually I had to leave employment, which is a long story, but then um, I'd been doing the, the, the marketing and I was quite enjoying doing it as, as a consultant, you know, and self-employed. I was quite enjoying that, but then I discovered coaching and I kind of discovered that that was what I was meant to be doing all along. Yeah. You know, it was a part of what I've been doing as a marketing consultant, sometimes guiding businesses, um, but it, it certainly, you know, I just suddenly discovered this is it. This is the thing that lights me up doing this. Yeah. And when did you say that was? You made the sort of complete leap. That was 2015. I sat down with a, another Glasgow-based, uh, well, Yorkshire-based business coach, uh, Jim Henderson, and he helped me make the decision uh, to actually move away from the marketing. I'd been running them side by side for a couple of years, um, and that helped me make the decision in 2015. I decided in April and it took me to about November to actually close it all off and move the clients away and what have you. So. Yeah, but you, so the, but the marketing consultancy, you've been self-employed, so you were, you were staying self-employed, but yeah. doing something else. Yeah. So would you say that was less so or equally as scary as when you went from employment to self-employment? Uh, more so, because with marketing, you know, I had been doing it for 20 odd years, yes. you know. Um, I had been doing strategic marketing and marketing management for 20 odd years. And people knew me as that, you know, I was known as being competent and capable in it. Uh, and then, you know, when I got this uh, beam of on it about coaching, you know, I wasn't, I was quite cynical about coaching when I first encountered it, I must admit. But then when I had that experience and I, I, I got, you know, the buzz. And I, I couldn't uh, let go of it. I, I realised that this is what I had to do. You know, that this was, if, you know, for the rest, the next part of my career, you know, from mid-40s on, you know, what was, it, was I going to continue doing what I'd been doing before or doing uh, the coaching? Yeah. And I, I think I've told you before that I work at home uh, and my wife could tell at that time when I'd been doing marketing stuff, she says I came out like Eeyore out of... <laughs> when I've been doing coaching, when I've been actually live coaching, I come out like Tigger. Right. So, you know, that plus the conversation with Jim Henderson uh, helped me make the decision to, to move. But it was scary because, you're, you know, you're moving away from what you're known for to, yeah. into an area that's it's unregulated pretty much. And um, 
it's not outside of corporate. It's not that big here yet. And then yeah. you could get this elsewhere in the States, Canada, Australia, yeah. but not so much here. So it was quite a big squeaky bum moment. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of people about that, you know, are business or life coaches. Um, but I know that you're, you're pretty passionate about your sort of self-education. You know, you, you haven't just changed your title on your business card sort of thing. You, you really invested in yourself heavily, don't you? Yeah, I mean, when I... Um, I'm quite open that I had a, a mental breakdown. That's why I left corporate in 2008. Um, and I'd been going against my values and all this. So I, when I then got the coaching experience, which helped me get over a lot of stress-related illness and insomnia, I just went on a binge of learning stuff. I learned about neuro-linguistic programming. You know, I've done three uh, neuro-linguistic programming practitioner courses um, just to make sure I get everything in there that I wanted. I've learned about cognitive behavioural therapy, which I also learned for myself for depression, which I've suffered with on, on and off. Um, and I just went on a, a binge of it, learning everything about coaching uh, and, and all the other tools around there uh, to do that. Um, and obviously, I think for some people it resonates that you know I've been through some of the stuff that I've mentioned there, as well as having you know done the courses and read the books. You know, I've, I've been through it myself, so yeah, uh, that, that helps some things as well. Yeah, so I, I, I assume that's not something that you heavily focus on your, your own experiences, but it definitely helps that you have been when you're speaking to somebody that you've been there and yeah, on the jacket. Yeah. Kind of thing. I think it helps, you know, to be empathetic with people uh, as a coach, you know, if they're, they're struggling with something. Yeah, you know, it's not always about getting away from a negative thing. Sometimes it's something they want to do or something they want to create and, and they feel a bit stuck or don't know where to start and sometimes it's a mindset issue. So, you know, don't focus on any of my backstory for any of that stuff. If somebody's feeling, you know, they're stuck and sometimes the mindset is, you know, and we get this imposter syndrome, you know, yeah. as business owners, you know, and yeah. all that. it's about overcoming that. And I work quite a lot with people on that kind of stuff. So it's good to, for the empathetic side, but, you know, you can also... You don't have to rely on that when you've got all the tools at your disposal. Yeah. Now, you mentioned uh, right at the very start that you work with a lot of overseas clients, which yeah. always kind of fascinates me how, you know, I suppose it shows that the, the sort of way of the world now that you can work people, yeah. uh, people from anywhere. So how, how did you come about, you know, these people from that was, all these strange corners? That... Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of it was just on social media. Um different people I talked to in different groups, etc. But there was one in particular. I, um, um, I'm an ambassador for uh, Life Vest Inside, which is a kind of random acts of kindness organization. It's just a something you can join yourself, you know, and do as little or as much as you want, uh, pr uh, promoting random acts of kindness. And I'd offered some people in there, when I was doing my training, and saying in my NLP that, you know, I'd, I'd worked with so many people pro bono, if they felt stuck or had been long-term unemployed or whatever, you know, and weren't financially available, you know, capable of employing a coach. I got inundated, obviously, with things there. But then a lot of people in there started coming to me for coaching, paid coaching as well, or yeah. referring me to other people and saying, oh, I like what he's done here, you know, and he's done this with this person. I think you should go and have a chat with Brian. And it kind of went from there. Um and a few, obviously, then once you've coached some people, they start referring you to other people as well. So, 
Yeah. Um, that was that was quite fortunate in breaking me into uh, US, Canada, Australia, people in Singapore, um, Holland, uh, Belgium, okay. uh, Scandinavia. I don't have any French or Spanish, funnily enough. Not yet. That's probably because of the language barrier. <laughs> yeah, but you know, there's, there's no reason why not, really, as it was. Well, apart from my Glasgow accent, well, Paisley accent, actually, but uh, <laughs> probably that. Yeah. And uh, would you say your marketing background has helped with that? Because I know you are very active on social media. So No, it's actually been a real pain in the backside because it's the one thing I almost kind of switched off from. Is like yeah. you know, the market and the marketing actually for initially had a kind of negative um, trigger for me as stress, right? You know, so yeah, I could do it for other folk. You know, when I was a marketing consultant and running their budgets and doing those strategic reviews and all that stuff, dead easy. But the minute it came to doing it for me, it was like oh, back to Eeyore, you know. Yeah. Oh, I've got to do this. So, but then you know, again, I worked with a coach who helped me see that this is part of the, this part of the you know, the game that you, you earn the right to play, you know, you've yeah. got to earn the right to play. You'll know that as a coach in football, you've got to earn the right to play, you've got to have the basics there yeah. before you can go and show off the fancy stuff. You know, so you've got to have the marketing and the business there before you can get to actually go and play with people in the coaching arena. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned there uh, that coach you are working with, so you obviously see the benefit in working with coaches yourself. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, when I was first became aware of coaches, I think it was when we first met back 2008-2009, there were people going about who called themselves happiness coaches, and I think it's like, and they're bloody good coaches. I was so cynical about these people, I'd never encountered them, you know, having worked in mainly small and enterprise and, and uh, public sector. You didn't get the opportunity to work with a coach, you know, your, your manager was kind of your coach in some of the big companies, yeah, uh, like IBM, and the one I worked in later on, but I was really sceptical about it. And then when I'd had all this stress-related illness and insomnia for years, you know, I've been getting pills and all this, and it was, a, uh, it was an engineer I used to work with when I, back when I worked in construction and marketing there, and, and she recommended a, a coach. And I thought, well, do you know what? Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Yeah. So I went along and worked with this woman, and within six weeks she had me sleeping without pills oh, and feeling a hell of a lot happier about life. Yeah. And yet, that really was like a light bulb moment. That was the kind of epiphany moment. That was kind of like, whoa, what was this? What was this voodoo you did? You know, and, um, she then told I asked, what was it you did? She said, well, we did some NLP stuff, the neuro linguistic programming. We did some CBT, which is the cognitive behavioral therapy. She says, we tried some EFT, which is the tapping stuff you've maybe seen people doing. Yeah. Um, that didn't really take with me. She says, and we did a lot of common sense and kicking your backside. And, it, you know, that was, a, a, that was, I thought, if that can do this, as quickly as that, I want to learn some of this stuff. Yeah, you know, so there is a benefit in always having a coach as well, um, and I'm very fortunate to have had some good coaches around me. Um, people who have I've also I've coached are coaches themselves and have, have reciprocated with me as well. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 been a great thing to have, uh, considering how sceptical I was about it and cynical I was about it at first. Yeah. I mean, I think if you look at, you know, top sportsmen uh, right at the very top of their game, and if you take, for example, Cristiano Ronaldo, he's surrounded by coaches for different things. You know, so even though yeah. he knows what he has to do, he's still got guys there uh, pushing him. 
Yeah, because there's, you know, it's, it's slightly different in the sporting area. They're telling them what to do. Whereas in personal development coaching and life coaching, you're not really supposed to tell what you're doing unless you're mentoring rather than coaching or consulting. Um, but it's that having somebody there who can challenge you, yeah. that aspect of challenging your pre your preconditioning and your your limiting thoughts and your limiting beliefs and limiting behaviour yeah. as well, and having somebody that can do that with you. Um, I've been very fortunate to have some great accountability partners who are also great coaches um, who have really kicked my backside at times when I've been stuck, yeah. you know, and challenged me to get out of that and and to move forward. You know, and they still do. Yeah. Well, I think um, the best football coaches I've seen, um, they're not telling you what to do as such on the, the sort of training field. What they're doing is asking you, they're constantly asking you questions. Yeah. You know, why, 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 would, why are you moving there? And, yeah. and it brings it out yourself because ultimately you know you should have went there or passed right. it that way instead of that way or, or done that. So, yeah, yeah so it's, it's quite similar. It's very similar in that respect, then. Exactly that, you know, um, of of challenging. We, we get any patterns of the way we do stuff. Yeah. You know, people do that, you know, athletes do that and, and footballers do it. I was watching the older boys play when my young lad was at football training the other night uh, and I was watching, one team was getting absolutely thumped, right? I think they were kind of under 16 or something, maybe under 18. Uh, and they were getting absolutely thumped and I could, I could see there was no communication there. Yeah. And I was itching to go to the coach and say, get them talking to each other, you know. And I know nothing about football, as you know, but I do know about communication. Yeah. Like, talking to each other, they don't know what they're supposed to be doing here, you know. And they were losing 7 0 at half time. Yeah. Um, but the communication and, and that challenging, you know, they thought this is where I should be and this is what I should be doing. Obviously, each of them in that team thought that's what they should be doing. But it wasn't working together. Yeah. There was no communication there. Um, so yeah, it, it was pretty obvious that the other team had worked on that and they were shouting at each other all the way through the game as well. So they had that communication going. So they were challenging each other all the time, you know, and yeah. supporting each other. Yeah. You know, which is sometimes part of the role of a coach as well, is supporting you. Yeah, I know it's an accountability partner and helping you get to places. And it's not just about patting the back, it's about recognising where things are going well as well as what's not going well. Yeah. So um in terms of the, the coaching you do, is it um, almost exclusively life coaching or do you do sort of business coaching as well? It, it kind of overlaps quite a bit because um, when I initially started, I was running the two together. So it was marketing, like a consultancy and marketing management alongside the coaching. And a lot of that was helping people who, and a lot of small businesses who I worked with where, you know, they were, they were overworked, exhausted, and ready for burnout. You know, yeah. so there was a lot of coaching in there about looking at, okay, is this really the way you want to run your business? Do we? Do you really want to be in the business so much all the time? And if you do, would it be better to have somebody else to manage it and kind of challenging things like that? So that carried on for quite a while. And to be honest, a lot of what I get is people who want to be self-employed or are self-employed and maybe are a bit stuck. Yeah. Um. You get a lot of that, so it kind of overlaps, especially where there's what is kind of called solopreneurs, like you know, um, uh, yourself and, and yep. me, you know, working our own. You know, um, is is to have somebody to challenge them and, and to help them break through the wee barriers that they're, they're coming across, or some big barriers, something. Yeah. Um, 
So it, you do get a wee bit of an overlap in there, but I don't do marketing management as in, in terms of running budgets and things anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I will work maybe on the strategy of the business based on, um, you know, what that person is wanting to achieve with their life yeah. as well. And then go back to the sort of location of your clients have got sort of any more aspirations to, to work with um, sort of more local clients? Yeah, it would be nice to get a lot more local clients. Um, I've, I've had a few more this year, actually, than I'd had bef ever before. Um, uh, I don't know why that was, because I don't do the local networking stuff as much as I used to as a marketing consultant. Yeah. Um, but I've had a few more recently, and they've come from other ways. I, I was listening to your podcast with uh, Jennifer, and you were talking about networking. And my networking is slightly different. It's maybe through the social side, you know, it's, it's the kids parents that I meet through the there's all their football clubs and yeah. dancing and all the rest of it who you know you get chatting and they ask what you're doing and you get you get working with them. Some ex colleagues as well uh, I've worked with recently. Um got a lovely testimonial from one of them recently. And uh, yeah it's nice to get some local stuff because the time differences are, are you know difficult to manage sometimes. Yeah so you're, not, you're not getting up during the night to do a coaching call. No, I'll finish at 10. I'll finish yeah. at 10. And if I'm going to be doing coaching calls at, at 10 o'clock at night, I'll take a break during the day or I'll start yeah. late. Right. Um, I used to coach a, a, a lovely lady in Quebec, Quebec um, and she used to get up at 5 in the morning to talk to me. You know, it was midday or me kind of thing, you know, but yeah. she was one of these early riser driven folk, you know, and would go swimming and then run for 10 miles or something. Aye. You know? Yeah, I'll build that myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Um So, what are you working on at the moment? I think you'd mentioned maybe uh, some sort of courses you were putting together. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've been looking at the last couple of years as to what's the main kind of things I've been working with people on. A lot of the stuff was confidence. So, about a year ago, the Confidence for Life course, uh, and um, that's that's going fine. But that's just the start of opening up some people's horizons sometimes. And what I'm, I'm putting together just now is a, a, something called breakthrough, a breakthrough formula. Um, with these kind of courses, it's not the same as one-to-one -one coaching. You can't do the same level of depth and do individual stuff. So it's looking for what's the kind of what are the main building blocks that people need yeah. to get to where they want to get to. So I've been putting that together, and I've been doing some validation calls on that over the last few months as well um, in between all the, the school, school breaks and stuff yeah. um, and getting to understand what is it people are, are stuck with, you know, what are the kind of limiting factors for them, what's the kind of limiting thinking in there and how can we help them break through that. So that's what I'm putting together just now. Right. And uh, away from work, what lights your candle away from work? Uh, well, a lot of times it's taken up with the kids, as you know, I've got younger kids who are still in primary school. Yeah. Um, I, I'll socialise with my pals, basically, you know, and yeah. we'll uh, get the families together. We're, we've all got kids roughly similar ages, apart from one whose kids are more teenagers. Uh -huh. and, and we'll go and get together there. That or playing my guitar and annoying the neighbours <laughs> up in the bedroom. Um, I, I, you know, I'm right in saying I think you maybe get a wee bit of a, a musical past there. Yeah, I used to play in a few bands. Uh, anything that you had to play loud, fast, that was fine. You know, heavy metal. And then I kind of mellowed into blues later on. Um, 
all this before children, of course, you know, come yeah. on. And now you're just a, a, a taxi for them every <laughs> night. Yeah. The different clubs they're going to. Yeah. So this is, uh, as I've kind of started listening to podcasts, it seems one, of, you know, most of them have got one question that they always like to ask of the okay. people that they're having a chat with. So um, if for the next 12 months, everything uh, within the business runs like a dream, and uh, you know you get all the clients you want and all that. How so? One year from now, how will Brian Caravan coaching look? Uh, it would certainly have the the main signature program out. You know, uh, Conference for Life is a, is a fairly chunky course, but it, it's not my signature program. Yeah. I'll have the signature program out, which will be breakthrough or something similarly titled. Um, I may have written a second book around this idea of breaking through um, areas. I've started yeah. putting ideas around that just now. Um, the first book being Get Your Mojo Working Fast. Um, and I think there'll be a lot more of me um, working on the business rather than in it. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Uh, so do you think um, you would maybe have other coaches working with you in your sort of style? Or? Well, you know, there's a kind of there's a kind of model you can look at, and you've maybe seen it in business with business coaches. They'll look at you can deliver, and that takes up most of your time. Yeah. Um, you can train, and that takes up a wee bit less of your time, or you can support, and that takes up a lot less time. But you know, maybe the revenue is higher as you go yeah. along through this deliver, train, support model. And I think I mean getting to the point, maybe not in a year, but in a, few, a couple of years, where I'm supporting other coaches, maybe to take them through some of the the learning I've got and shortcutting some of that for them yeah. would certainly be something to be interested in doing and I've actually been speaking recently to somebody I get hypnotherapy from um, about and um, we're just about in the early stages of talking but doing something together along those lines um, and uh, lastly then if you could tell us where we can find you so your social networks and you know yep. uh, uh, you'll find me on Facebook uh, Brian Canavan Coaching there's a free group that I run, which is called Life by Design. If anybody's interested in anything about, you know, proactively designing your life and breaking through all these things, there's free stuff in there, uh, and there's uh, free bits on there. There's a BrianCanavan.com website. Um, that site is actually being migrated to a new host, actually, as we speak. Uh, hopefully, that's getting done. So uh, there is a possibility that site may be down for a couple of days. Yeah. You can also find me on Instagram, I'm Coach Brian Can on there, and also on Twitter, Coach Brian Can. Not so active on Twitter, but I do, I do post the occasional thing up there. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for your time, Brian. And, uh, it's been good fun. Thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you and find out a wee bit more about what you've got there. Well, thanks very much, Alan. Cheers. Printism Glasgow Business Chat Podcast was brought to you by Printism.online for all of your printing needs.